standing there trying to Mr. Pastor Reverend James Riley. This fella, he's brilliant. God bless you. Get that away, I'll trip over. Like Brian said, I go to preach in a lot of churches. But you know what? This is the only one that looks like a church. So, yeah. So I got my hair done specially. What are you laughing at? Do you not like it? Okay, because it's important to look good. Now, one of the things that's great about this church, and we love coming here, is not only that Brian and Anne lead the church, but you know what? They show you what it looks like. Because they're sold out to God. And that's just brilliant. It's brilliant to be around people who have given their lives to God because you just think, that's what it looks like. Now, we're all different. But we're all the same. And this morning, you have a present that God wants. And I'm going to tell you all what it is, and I'm going to give you a chance this morning to give that to him. Would you like to give him a present? Well, you know what? You even brought it with you. And it's something that he likes. My sister last year, I mean, she's very nice, but on my birthday, she gave me chocolate. That was 2017, February. It was still there on my birthday this year. You know what? It was the wrong kind of chocolate. Are you like that too? There's, oh, there's some kinds that you like and there's some kinds I like. And I mean, it's nice to get a present. Like, thanks for the thought, sis. But, you know, if someone gives you what you want, you'll take it and you'll use it. Well, you know what? You have something that God wants. Fancy that. You give him a present and he wouldn't just leave it there for a year. This is good, isn't it? And I'm just here. I'm not you, okay? But I'm here standing beside you saying, go on, go on, go on, like Mrs. Doyle, saying, will you go and give this present to God? Because no one can make you give it to him. And even he, God and all as he is, he can't make you give it to him. Imagine being God and kind of waiting for someone to do something that you want them to do and you can't make them do it. You thought if you were God you could make everyone do what you want, didn't you? Well, you'd be mistaken. But you have something that he wants and you can give it to him. You want to know what it is? Tell you what, I'm just going to read two verses from the Bible and it's in there so you'll, you'll get it then. And if you don't, I'm just going to keep preaching. This is Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I'm reading from the New International Version. And this is how it goes. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Did you catch it? The present is, what God wants is your body. You say, well, I gave my heart to Jesus. Well, that's good. But if you give your body to Jesus, he gets your heart and he gets all of you. He gets everything that's inside you. 
And that's actually what he wants. You know, it's logical. It says here, it's logical gift to give to God because you know this, don't you? Jesus gave his body for you. You knew that already, didn't you? That's like Christianity 101. Jesus died for you. He put his body on the line, on the cross, for you. Your sins are paid for. Your life is wide open to God. That's his gift to you. Now, when someone gives you a gift, you don't have to pay them back. But it's nice to respond. It's nice to use what they give you. Sorry about the chocolate. Okay. Now, Jesus has given you something so that something can happen in your life. So it's nice if you and I respond to that and say, Jesus, I give my body to you. Sounds like, it's like almost sexual, isn't it? Like you're giving yourself in a very intimate way. That's why in marriage, I mean, the world does sexual activity the way it does it. But we who are disciples of Jesus, for us, sex is a big deal. You know, casual and sex don't go in the same sentence. Before we have sex with someone, we stand up in public and we say, listen everybody. With my body I thee worship, with all my worldly goods I thee endow. For better or worse, sickness and health might be worse. But it's a big thing to give yourself, to give your body to someone. Then stuff happens, you know. Changes the shape of your body if you're a woman. And in relation to God, we're all female. And life happens. Life happens. It wouldn't have happened otherwise. But this thing that God wants from you is your body. Now, it says here to offer your body. You know, you might offer and he might take you and use you today in a particular way. Nothing much might happen today, but he might use you tomorrow to do something or might use you 20 times today. But like you're there. It's not that you have to say, oh, I must do this for you and I must do that for you. No, don't, don't, don't fret. Don't fuss about. Just give your body to Jesus and then he can do whatever he likes. You might know about Paul, the apostle, our apostle. He got lynched by a mob in Jerusalem and the Roman commander took him and sent him to Caesarea. And when he sent him to Caesarea, he gave him a horse to ride, which is kind of nice. It said he provided a horse for Paul because it's a long way to walk. That's the very same word as you providing your body to Jesus. You're providing like a horse. Well, let's call it a donkey. You're providing a donkey for Jesus. You know, Jesus went to Jerusalem on a donkey. Okay, how is he going to show up in your kitchen? On a body. How is he going to show up in your workplace? On a body. He needs a donkey. Sorry. It's got to be you or me or someone else. That's the way he shows up now. When Jesus walked around on the earth, people said, Oh, this is great. We've got God right here with us. Jesus says, This isn't great. It's going to be better later on. When I go back to the Father... And I'll send the Holy Spirit. Every one of you can be a donkey carrying Jesus into Crumlin, into Nice, into Temple Oak, into the city centre, or to the Lewis even, into Tesco. Jesus can show up anywhere if he has a body to sit on. Your body. I mean, it's a privilege, isn't it? You give your body to Jesus. It's great having a body. Who knows Gareth O'Callaghan, the DJ? Who knows that he's got a degenerative disease? God bless him. He's had to resign from being a DJ. God bless him. He's got something that's it's more aggressive than Parkinson's. So now his body won't do what he tells it to do. I've got a neighbor like that. You know, his, his head shakes a lot because his body won't do what he tells it to do. And that is very sad. I'm glad to have a body and legs that work. Thanks be to God. 
and arms that work, it's a blessing, it's a gift from God. But if you have a body that will do what you tell it to do, a body that will do what you want it to do, you can do stuff. You know what? Jesus wants a body that will do what he wants it to do. You can be that body. This is privilege, people. He can express himself through you. That's a great thing about having a body. You can sing and wave your arms about if you're that kind of a person. Okay? He can express himself through you. There's that intimacy of you having given your body to him, which is a big deal, a big act of love. And then there's a chance that other people get to look at you and say, that's what it looks like. Because as he lives out through your body, other people say, what's that? What's that? I need help from someone here. Lisa, I think you're a courageous woman. You just stand up here beside me for a moment. Do you mind? I've just met this girl this morning, though I've known Richard for a few years. You're just going to help me preach for the next two minutes. Are you game for this? You don't have to preach. Just, just The reason why I called you up here, Lisa, is that you've got a great shirt on. Okay. Now, do you see this shirt, people? Do you see the pattern on it? Look at this. It's got this red stripe, then the blue bit with the white cross in the middle, then another red stripe, then the blue bit with the cross in the middle, then another red stripe, then a blue bit with the cross in the middle. Don't turn around. We went around the back. What would we find? There'd be a red stripe and then a blue bit with a cross in the middle. Because that's what a pattern is. Huh? I was right. Thank you, Lisa. Your job is done. You sit down there. Now, here's the thing. That's called a pattern. It's predictable. Red bit, blue bit, the red bit, the blue bit. You get to know what it is. You get to know what to expect. Now, what does it say to us here? It says, don't conform to the pattern of this world. People know what to expect. Well, you're to be a pattern breaker. Okay, so someone in Centra is a bit grumpy today. Whoever's at the, at the cash desk in, in Centra is grumpy. And someone goes in and they buy their milk and their bread and she's grumpy to them. And they come up and say, oh, what's wrong with her today? And someone else goes in and they buy their Sunday independent and their milk and she's grumpy to them. And they come up and say, oh, I wonder what's her problem? And then you go in and she's grumpy to you. And you come out and you say, those bananas are good value today. You see, you break the pattern. You just don't go to that grumpy place because you're carrying Jesus and every word that you speak is a word of life. And sometimes it's the simplest thing in the world. You just don't follow the pattern. Be surprising, would you? Because you're carrying Jesus. You're his donkey. You know Paddy the Irishman, Paddy the Englishman and Paddy the Scotsman. You know those jokes, don't you? Those are brilliant jokes. Like Paddy the Englishman, Paddy the Scotsman, Paddy the Irishman went to church and it was time for the collection. Do you know this one? And Paddy the Englishman said, when it comes to the collection, I draw a line on the floor, I throw all my money up in the air and if it falls on the left of the line, I give it to God and if it's on the right of the line, I keep it for me. And Paddy the Scotsman says, well, when it's time for the collection, I draw a circle on the floor and I throw all my money up in the air and if it falls into the circle, I give it to God and if it falls out of the circle, I keep it for me. And Paddy the Irishman says, when it comes time for the collection, I throw my money up in the air and whatever God doesn't want, he sends back down to me. <laughs> you see, one drew a line, one drew a circle. You thought he was going to draw something, but he didn't. You didn't expect that. And what God says to us is this. When you give your body to God, something unexpected happens. Your life doesn't go the way everyone else's life goes. Your life doesn't even go the way you thought it was going to go. And that your family thought it was going to go. And they say, what's wrong with you? Are you nuts or something? Well, I gave my body to Jesus and it seems he took it. Because look, the course of my life has changed. And I like it.
your body. Do you want to look at your hands? Just look, just look at your hands. Look. If you give them to God, you know what? Those are God's hands. Those are Jesus' hands. I wonder what they'll do. It's amazing. It's a holy place we're in. You give yourself to God. He takes it. It's like the kind of chocolate he wants. I guarantee you this. If you give your body to Jesus morning, he will receive it. How do I know? I know because it's what he wants. It's logical. You give me dark chocolate, I'll take it. Always take the dark stuff. That's me. Okay, I know what I want. You know what you want. God knows what he wants. Offer it to him. Thank you. I love that. I was hoping you would. Okay. Do not conform to this world, but be transformed. So instead of just being kind of normal, instead of being the way you are, you're different. Now, the thing about being transformed, it's like the metamorphosis. It's like the caterpillar. I grew up in County Westmeath. We grew most of our own food. My ma made bread and butter and we grew our own vegetables the whole work we grew cabbage this was before like kale was a thing okay we grew cabbage and in the garden was a cabbage and i was a wee kid with short trousers and it would be wet but i'd have jobs doing the garden up and down the rows of cabbage lifting up the leaves because the caterpillars would be underneath the leaves eating our cabbage so that was one of my many jobs knock off the caterpillars no mate it's for us it's either for you or for us we're having it. Okay. So there's that caterpillars, and there's me and my short trousers, my legs getting wet in the cabbage leaves, knocking off the caterpillars. Good work if you can get it, I suppose. Well, bad enough for me, but it was pretty bad for the caterpillars too, wasn't it? There he is, munching his way along a cabbage leaf. Now he's gone. Now the thing about a caterpillar is, you're living there underneath a cabbage leaf, so the birds won't see you, eating cabbage three times a day. It's not a great life. But if you hang around, there's a great change coming where you, you become a butterfly. A white butterfly. Who people go, oh, you're good looking and can sort of do things it could never do before and fly around the place. And butterflies don't eat cabbage people. Butterflies, for the most part, eat the nectar from flowers. Now, it's true, and I'm sorry for bringing this up, but a few caterpillars, just a small minority, instead of eating the nectar from flowers, they feed on rotten fruit and animal poop. Now, If Jesus has come to you and brought you that transformation, you can be a person who feeds on nectar. You can be that person who breaks the pattern and goes up to that new level of life. But you can also, I'm just going to throw this in there. I know some Christians, not a lot, but I know some who've started well and finished badly. Don't let that be you, okay? Don't feed on the poop, okay? Just keep going in freedom in that heavenly thing that God has for you. Now, so you're in you, you're walking this new place, and it says here, if you give your body to Jesus, it says, you'll be able to test and approve the will of God. I was in Avoca during the week. You know Avoca Rathcool? Nice shop, nice cheese counter. Oh man, cheese. Like, they have these cheeses, and I said, I'm going to buy myself some cheese, some nice cheese. So I said, I think I'd like that one. And they said to me, would you like a taste? That's nice, isn't it? You don't get that in Centra. I said, would you like a taste? I said, yeah. So they took a little shaver thing and they shaved off his dice and he had it out. Not sure. No, I don't like that one. I think I love that one. The Kulatin cheddar. Oh, I like that one. I got a chance to taste it and see what I like it. You know what? You can do that with God's will. 
get to taste it and see if you like it. You can test drive it. It's amazing, isn't it, how humble God is. He, he says, if you present your body to God, you can test out and approve what God's will is like. You wonder why they keep that other cheese there in a book, don't you, if I don't like it? Oh, but of course, maybe other people like it. You see, the way God's will is going to work out for you is not the way God's will is going to work out for me. But you know what you'll find when God's will works out in your life? You are going to like it. And if you're not sure you're going to like it, let me tell you this. Just taste it. Just give it a go, like me and the cheese. Just try to say, God, I give you my body. I'm kind of scared. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope it's going to be okay. But I'm going to say yes. I've got enough to say yes, because I don't think you're, you're really bad. Like, I've heard you're good. And see what happens. You'll approve what God's will is. His will is good and pleasing and perfect. And you know what it says there at the end? It's pleasing. It means you're going to like it. Do you see how logical this is? You've got a present for God that he wants. Your body. You give it to him. He says, thanks. I like it. And now, you know what? I'm going to lead you in my individual will for you. And you know what? You're going to like it. It's as simple and as logical as that. You give God something he likes, he's going to give you something that you like. The will of God being worked out in your body. So he gets a body to live in, hallelujah, and he shows up in your places where you go. You get the privilege of walking with him and having that relationship with him, which is the treasure of your heart. And other people get to say, oh, you're breaking the pattern. This is a bit different the way you're living. What is this? Other people get to see that there is this thing available to them, the will of God. Now, if you ever go to Mass, they usually invite people up to participate in the bread. And that's a good thing to do, to remember Christ's death with the bread. And they usually say, the body of Christ. As each person up, the body of Christ. Now, I'm talking to you about that on a different line this morning. If you give your body to God, whose body is this? The body of that's why you'll be different in the way you live in the way you behave sexually because you need his consent now for anything this body does we all agree about consent it's a thing so Jesus lives in your body the body of Christ so if you want to give God this present this morning I want to give you that opportunity so here's, the, here's what I'm recommending to you I'm urging you as Paul says I'm urging you well I'm urging you too I urge you to present your body to God say here God I give you my body. And if you do that, I promise you that he will receive it because it's what he wants and that he will cause his good and perfect will to work out in you. So what I'm going to do, the folks that are back there are going to just put on a, a, a music um, in the background. If you do that first, please. If you want to give this present to Jesus this morning, I'm going to invite you to come forward. I've got a little bottle of myrrh here. I'm just going to anoint you just to confirm that God receives your gift. He will receive the body that you present to him. And then you go without a care in the world and see what he does. Remember, you're just the donkey. Don't overthink it. Just go back to the places you usually go. But just be aware of this. I've given my body to Jesus. I wonder what's going to happen. And things will pop into your mind 
and your circumstances, and you'll find your hands doing things, and your mouth saying things, and you think, that's different. That breaks the pattern. It's either Paddy the Irishman, or Jesus has come and answered his promise in my life. So if you want to come up here, we won't take you long. Tomorrow, if you want to give Jesus this present, and I'm just going to anoint each person to confirm that God receives your gift. The brave ones can come first. God bless you.